Buenos días. Amazing. It's getting better. Every service is getting better. Sabah al khair. Sabah al nur. Very good. God bless you. It's been a joy for Patricia, my wife, and, and I to be with you this week and enjoy the communion and the history of your church. What a, what a joy. Thank you very much for your invitation. I'm coming every morning with, uh, with, with the, the, the sense of the importance of the message of Jonah for such a time like this. Today, in France, the global leaders of the world gather in order to remember the end of the First World, world War. And remember as well that in that very same place, 20 years later, France surrendered to Germany in that very same place. And I'm saying this because it seems like that, call, that God is calling us to be his witnesses in a time where we still have a lot to do in the Great Commission, just where I live among Muslims, 1.6 billion Muslims, most of them without any access to the gospel. North Africa, Middle East, Asia, Southeast Asia. But at the same time, we are living in a season when God is, is taking the unreached and bringing them to us. And no matter if we are there, and hopefully many of us can go to India or can go to Indonesia or can go to the Arab world, at the same time we we are going to be, and we are facing here in Chicago and in the main western cities, the challenges of seeing the unreached world coming to us. The ones that the current culture is calling our enemies now are coming to the backyards, back doors of our neighborhoods. So I am praying for more workers going to the 1040 window. And I am praying with you for the church in the West, in Latin America as well, in order to be ready to be his messengers, loving messengers to the ones that this world call enemies. What a challenge. So, last week we were visiting together the book of Jonah, and if we remember, we were amazed how, I forgot my water, thank you. You know, I live in the Middle East, I am such a kind of camel, so... <laughs> Thank you. We were amazed seeing Yahweh, God himself, calling a very prominent prophet in order to go to the most 
terrible city on earth at the time. A bloody city full of evil practices and a terrible enemy of the Israeli or the Israel nation. And that's the place where God is calling this prominent prophet to go. And, as if, as, and if you remember, let me tell you something. You know, as I told you last week, I promise that I'm going to destroy English today. So God called a nation that since the beginning of its history, God told them, you are my people, you are my special treasure, but through you, I am going to bless every single family on earth. They were chosen with a purpose. They were, they were going to be the depositaries of God's love. They, they were going to be blessed by God in order to be a blessing to others. And that model has not changed. We, the church, has been blessed by God. And God is calling us to overcome our preconceptions and opinions about the stranger, the other, the one with different color or language, and embrace them with the gospel and love them up with his name. But Jonah, Jonah got a terrible headache and, and run towards Tarsus, maybe Cadiz, south of Spain, maybe. By the way, a beautiful area of Spain, and you can come someday. Running right to the other side of God's will. And then we begin to see God himself sending a storm, appointing a big fish, calling the prophet again, ordering a plant to grow in one night and a worm to be destroying the plant in the other. So God himself is, is, is the big guy of this movie. Not the prophet, not the big fish, not, not the pagans, the mission, the mission of the church, the mission, the mission of the people of God is at the end of the day, the mission day, the mission, the mission of God. And I guess I told you that like, like what we have in this story, when I, I became involved in missions, I thought that we Latin Americans, the new kids on the block in missions, Praise God, we have more than English now in our team missionaries, in our, our missionary teams overseas. I just love to do it. I, I told you, I just love to realize that the, the most spoken language in the world is broken English. I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad. You are the real English speakers are a minority now. I thought... I have the gospel, they don't. I am going there to fix the problem. 
because we saw hundreds of missionaries coming to Latin America with that spirit. They don't have the gospel, we, the Spanish speakers, and they were coming to our lands in order to fix the problem. And we have been just reproducing the same thing. Not because your fault, because we are really professional sinners. When I landed in the Muslim world, I realized that God was already there. That the Holy Spirit never gone from the Middle East. That his church has been growing in the midst of trials and problems, sometimes like invisible, but growing in the midst of, the, in the midst of fire and war. But God is on the move. And now he's dealing with a prophet that has its own definitions about who God is. For him, it's just impossible that my manufactured God is going to bless these horrible people. So I got to run far from the presence of the Lord. And then he came through the storm. The mariners came to know the Lord through, even through Jonah's disobedience. I am a Hebrew. I believe in God, the creator of everything. And by the end of the chapter, even the mariners were worshiping Yahweh. Praise God, my friends. Even when we messed up everything, and I am so professional in that regards, God is on the move. Bringing, attracting every single tribe and language and nation to the throne of the Lord. And one day we will be together, and if you get bored in heaven, just come to the African Latino corner and you know what fiesta means. <laughs> so, if we can see now our picture... This is where we have left our prophet last week. But I just love when, when the Bible said, but God appointed a big fish in order to swallow the prophet. Chapter 3, you have the prophet surrounded, surrounded, surrounded by Stomach acids. And in that position, praying. And saying, I am in the belly, not, not just of the big fish. I am in the, in the belly of the Seol. And he got repented in the big fish. And he said, salvation belongs to the Lord. And the big fish vomit the prophet on the shore. The message that he, don't, he doesn't want to share with the pagans is the message that rescued his own life. Salvation belongs to the Lord. The most important message on earth. The most important one. In talking with my Muslim friends, 
And they, they just love to debate about the Trinity, about the Bible, about many things. And I am ready to do it. But I always tell them, let me tell you something. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And, and it, it just creates something in many of my friends. So, the prophet finds himself in Jonah chapter 3. And it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Go to Nineveh. And it's interesting that chapter 1 and chapter 3 are starting in the same way. God with a mission, calling his prophet in order to do something. We are going to see a reaction in the, in, in the two chapters. In chapter 1, he is escaping. In chapter 3, he is saying, Okay. And at the end, we are going to have, again, a kind of dialogue between God and the prophet. And a personal passion, my friend, is this world is under condemnation. And the prophet is going to be preaching about the wrath of the Lord coming to a very sinful city. Surprise, surprise, beginning with the king, the, the entire city got repented and, and began a fasting time. If, just if, maybe God can change his mind. It wasn't a, a, an easy message. And probably Jonah quite enjoyed sharing that kind of approach. But I, I being myself dealing with the realities that we, and I'm talking about Latin America as well as part of the West, because the American continent is the whole continent. Do you know that? So when, when you said America, I'm, talk, I'm thinking Costa Rica as well. That was a bad joke, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, seems like because we want to be so nice, so politically correct, we are forgetting that this world is under condemnation, and that's the very reason why Jesus came to earth. In order to take in his own life, my, our sins, and nail them on the cross, because we were totally lost. That's, that's the the, the, the spine of the Christian faith that Jesus, the Son of God, the Logos, came to earth to take my place. And we have to tell the truth to our, to our friends, unbelievers. Let me tell you the good news, but let me tell you the bad news. And the good news are really good news because the bad news are terrible. So, Jonah had a great success. The entire city shows repentance. And then it says, when God saw what they did, basically, he's changed his mind. Now, let's go to the prophet. What I love of the whole thing is that we have the mission we have the unreached. We have the Ninevites of today. 
We have the non-believers. We have the Muslims, the Hindus. And yes, they need the gospel. But at the same time, God is dealing with his messenger. He doesn't forget that his messenger is dealing with preconceptions, with opinions, with, with a culture that has become a kind of blind something in his face that is not allowing him God's heart for the lost. So God is going to pay attention to Jonah. And it says, Jonah, an entire city came to the Lord, but he was very displeased exceedingly, and he was angry. I was at the Billy Graham Museum a few days ago, and I was thinking, I don't believe that Billy Graham was going to be angry and exceedingly disappointed if an entire city came to the knowledge of the kingdom, but that's a different stuff. And Jonah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country in Israel, northern Israel? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. And he's quoting a very well-known prayer in Exodus 34, something that still today our Jewish friends are praying about the mercies of the Lord. Now, in Spanish, be prepared for heaven. In Spanish, when you read this segment of the Bible, it says, Sabia yo. With, with, how do you say, admiration, quotation. Thank you. But it's very strong. It's like, I knew it. I knew it since the very beginning that you were going to forgive them. I knew it. That's why I was escaping to Tarsus. I knew it. That you are so merciful, so full of love. I was afraid that you were going to be kind with them. So, in some regards, a nation that was called by God to be their, their chosen one, a nation that have been a, a depository of thousand blessings for God, that everything that we have is because the grace and, and the compassion of the Lord, and when we are blessed, we are in debt with the rest of the world. Blessed to be a blessing. There's no other way to understand the Christian faith. The Christian faith is a giving faith. It's a forgiving faith. It's an embracing faith. There's no, no other way to understand our faith. And I tend to believe that we are not so far from Jonah's time. When we tend to believe that Christians is like a tribe and the rest are out. And we have to protect ourselves, our rights, our benefits, our position in the society. My friends, the time of the global Christendom has over. Has over. 
We are becoming again a minority and we have to learn to live in that way. To keep preaching, to keep living, to keep showing the gospel to the Nineveh people of today. The time of Christendom has over. We live in Europe. Empty churches every Sunday. I live in the Middle East. Churches destroy everywhere. But the church is still growing. What has changed is the context. God is, is on his own mission. So, Jonah got depressed. So, and then he just ran out again to a hill, just in case, if God is going to destroy them, I want to I wanna see the whole show. <laughs> so, now the Lord, verse 6, chapter 4, now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his head. To save, to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plan. He was just a few verses ago exceedingly disappointed. And now that I am again the, 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 the beneficiary of God's blessings, I am exceedingly happy. So fast we can change our point of view, isn't it? Well, what... But when dawn came up, up the next day, God appointed a worm. God, again, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant and it's over. So, and the sun, the Middle East sun is against Jonah's face. And he wants, he wants to die again. This guy has a problem with attitude. <laughs> if he, if, if, if he, if he, if Jonah were my son, I can tell him many things about attitude. Now, let's close. Verse 10. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night, and I perish in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh? That great, bloody, terrible city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. And the, books, and, and the book closed with an open end. We don't know Jonah's reaction. But open, open up the reasons of the Lord. We have seen the reasons of the prophet I knew it, that you were going to forgive them. And now God is saying, this is my reason. I have compassion for them. And the word pity or compassion in the original is related with, with weeping, with sorrow, with sadness. God himself showing emotions. And I just love it. God should be Latino then. Crying for the unrich, crying for these terrible people, showing mercy, showing love. God has been moved for the condition of a terrible people, nation, 
and city. This is the God that we follow. God felt compassion and the Logos came to be flesh among us. This is the God that we believe. The forgiving one, the compassionate one, the embracing one. This is our faith. My dear friends, in the name of the Lord, we have to work hard with the external perception that the church could be a close club where strangers don't have a place. The church is a place with open doors, open hearts, and we should be ready to receive the stranger, the other, the different colors and cultures. What if Muslims came to our church just to see how a service is? What if I embrace and kiss my enemies? This is not a calling for irresponsibility, but it's a calling, my friends, to remember that my first citizenship is the citizenship of the kingdom of God. My first loyalty it was the King Jesus. And my devotion, my holiness, everything I am belongs to him. And if he said Nineveh, we should go there. But, Lord, they are our enemies. I don't care. Go. But they are very bloody. I don't care. Forgive. But they are so destructive. I don't care. Embrace. I'm going to say this with, with my old love for our side of the world. God is not concerned for the future of our civilization, my friends. He is committed with the extension of his invisible kingdom in the hearts of the people. This is his first commitment. And when he came to our hearts, everything changed. My attitudes, my life, my service to others. From the inside out, like the song. That's my first loyalty. And I am remembering myself living in Jordan or now for a season in Germany. I am going to love them. I am going to be caring for them. I am going to be forgiving them because my first citizenship belongs to the kingdom. And in the kingdom, this is the culture. Let me, let me share three thoughts and one story. Number one, my friends, when we were exploring the first chapters, we were seeing uh, one God that is the initiator and the, if I may say, the fulfiller of his own mission. We were seeing a, a, a nation that was born with a purpose, like us. And we were exploring that God is going to fulfill his purposes on earth with or without my participation, but always using me. 
Now let me go more in a micro spectrum saying, if God is calling us to do this, number one, he is going beforehand preparing the way. Maybe it's not going to be easy, but he's before us. I just remember the Kurdish people in the Middle East, a very brave nation, 25 million Kurds at least, Kurds at least. In the Middle Ages, the very famous Salah Adin was the king of the Muslims, and he was Kurdish, and he is the one that recovered Jerusalem from the Christian armies in the Middle East. A really big guy. And the Kurds have been resisting the gospel for a thousand years. But then the whole turn oil of the Middle East has been there for the last 30, 40 years. And the Kurds have been really being breaking by the circumstances. And then missionary teams, Arab teams, American teams, Latino teams have been living among the Kurds, preaching and living and showing the gospel among them. And now, today, Sunday, somewhere in northern Iraq, communities of believers are worshiping the same God that we are worshiping today. <laughs> Praise God. He's doing his own work. He's going before us. He's calling us to join them on the task. My eyes have seen communities of reef Berbers worshiping the Lord. When I was very young, about two years ago, <laughs> I just dreamed to see Berbers worshiping the name of the Lord. It's happening. And they said, yes, I have heard the gospel from the Bible, but Jesus came last night and told me, follow me. I am with you. Don't be afraid. He is faithful. Number two. In the process of obedience, God doesn't forget his messenger. He is dealing with his own idolatries. In this case, idolatries of patriotism. When he said, who you are, from where are you coming from? And then he said, I am Hebrew. That was his first response. And God began to deal with his prophet, telling him, I love you. I know from where you are you coming, but don't forget your identity. I am the merciful God, and I am going to do anything in order to show my compassion. Number three, compassion. Wow, the God of the Bible is tender. And break any scheme or any preconception in order to fulfill his purposes. That's the God of the Bible. I was reading a book in Spanish, and the name of the book was Jonah, the Scandal of the Tenderness of God. For Jonah, everything what happened here was a scandal. But at the end of the day, God was showing his heart. Let me close with this. Here we are in the Middle East needing to buy a car. And then we saw from my friend Samir, uh, Mitsubishi Montero 97, quite old, but in a very good shape. Yeah. 
And I told him, Samir, can I buy that car from you? And he told me, yes, absolutely. In the Middle East or in, in, in some places, when you are buying a car, you should invest a week of paperwork. So what I mean? Going to one office to another. Papers, papers, pain, pain. Papers, papers, pain, pain. Praise God, I'm Latin American. I was totally ready for this kind of thing. <laughs> so, we were there in the middle of the Middle Eastern sun when, when he got mad and then he said, Alan, I am in the middle of the Muslim fasting time, the Ramadan month. No water, no food. And I'm totally tired and mad. I hate to be fasting. And then he said, by the way, do you believe in anything? And I said, yes, I am a disciple of Jesus the Messiah, Isa al-Masih. And then he said, okay, you are, you are Christian. And I said, yes, I am. But between Lady Gaga and myself, there's some differences, right? <laughs> and then <clears throat> he said, okay, but Alan, you have to know, he told me, that the last revelation came in Arabic. And Mohammed is the seal of the prophet, prophets. And I said, my dear Samir, what can I tell you? For us, Jesus is the Messiah, the very last one. And the word of God came in, in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. We can, we can fight the rest of the day if you want on this topic. But I don't want to fight on, on these topics. And then he said, wait, 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 wait. I was comparing a New Testament in English and in Greek, we were in Cyprus, in the southern part. It's, it's modern Greek. And I saw some inconsistencies in your New Testament, the Injil. And okay, Samir, please receive this with my love. But I've been studying the Quran as well. And I can see some inconsistencies in your book as well. <laughs> so we are quite even, right? And then he immediately came very aggressive, shouting, and said, okay, wait, 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 Samir. I'm from Costa Rica. Nobody knows where my, con my country is. And I travel the entire world in order to be here. And, and I am not going to be resolving with you something that Christians and Muslims have not been able to resolve for a thousand years. I don't have that time. <laughs> but just let me tell you something. If you want... We can discuss the rest of the day. But before that, let me tell you something very quick. Jesus, the Messiah, came to my heart, Samir, and he has changed everything. He has changed my past, cleaned my sins. He has changed my present. I have a life with, with trials as well, but he's on my side. And the most important thing, Samir, he has changed the destiny of my future, and Samir, these my eyes are going to see the face of God someday. What about you? What about you, Samir? Okay. No, no, I don't want to talk. <laughs> the day after, we were in a different office. 
another office, more fees, more papers. <laughs> and then he said, Alan, do you remember our conversation that we had yesterday? Yes, I remember about the Messiah. Yes, I remember. My friend, I have to tell you something. Number one, since we were talking, there's no way to take the name of Jesus out of my mind. I don't know what to do. And I thought, praise God. So, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. And then he said, I was talking with my wife, Fatima. And I was telling her, I was telling her, I have to tell this guy the truth. Because I have to tell you the truth. I have to tell you the truth, Alan. Okay, give me a break. What's the truth? Um, um, my car, the one that, that you are buying, um, um, is a piece of garbage. <laughs> I'm cheating you, stupid foreigner. <laughs> oh, wow, God bless you. And then he said, but there's no way to take the name of Jesus out of my mind. I thought this guy should be a holy man. And I am doing wrong businesses with the wrong person. Can I fix the car? And are you going to be able to buy it even though? And he said, okay. And I had that car for some few years with no problems. Okay, last day, last office, more fees, more papers. He repaired the car. We got there. The officer, the secret officer was there. And then she said, before closing the deal, I had the cash in my pocket. This is the way to do things in the Middle East. She said, Mr. Matamoros, Mr. Samir, before closing the deal, you should know that there's about 3,000 euros on traffic fees. The value of the car was 5,000. And he already fixed it. And then when, when she said 3,000 euros, that's about 3,500 US dollars on traffic fees. I saw this guy said, Samir, give me a break. What's going on with you? And he got mad, shouting, shouting, shame on me, shame on me, shame on me. <clears throat> and then he said, do you have my money with you? I said, yes, in my pocket. Give me my money now. No, Samir, please, my money, my money. And my friends, I just surrendered. I gave him that money. He turned to the officer and paid the 3,000 euros. And then he said, I've been losing money with you the entire week. <laughs> and still today, there's no way to take the name of the Messiah out of my mind. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we are your people. The chosen people called with a mission. We are so blessed by the presence of your Holy Spirit in our hearts. By the wonderful gift of salvation, my name, our names are written in the book of life. Let us be a missional people. With the confidence that God is going before us, preparing the way. Touch the hearts of our neighbors and the nations. I want to ask you for new missionaries coming from this congregation. At the same time that the congregation becomes ready to be a blessing in their own neighborhoods. Dear Lord, 
I am your messenger, messenger, and my friends are your messengers. Please treat and deal with our own idolatries, the obstacles that are not allowing me to be a blessing to the other, to the stranger, to the, the one with a different color or language or, or, or nation. Help us, Lord. Deal with us. Cure the evil of our hearts and prepare our minds and spirits in order to be your messengers here and beyond. And God, let us remember this morning that you are the God of compassion. You are the one that, are, that is fulfilling a purpose on, on earth, but the God that, that is able to cry, to feel sorrow and sadness and compassion. Let us remember Jesus, God himself among us in flesh, taking my place. Thank you for your compassion, your faithfulness, and your grace. In your name, amen. Thank you.